How's it going? It's a shitty night tonight. I have two tables, all black people, so I know I'm not making no tips. Are you being serious right now? Yeah, look over there. I have two tables. They're all black. I'm working for free tonight. No, I, I mean, are you being seriously that racist? What? You don't know that I got to tip you. Yes, I do. So just because they're black? I've been waiting tables for five years. I never got a tip from a black person. Not once. Yeah, first of all, I don't believe you. Second of all, that's still racist. <laughs> I am not racist. Screw you. What are you talking about? She says black people don't tip. Are you nuts? Niggas don't tip. Everyone knows that. Have you ever waited tables before? No. Then shut up, asshole. Yeah, yeah, it goes like this right here. It's like, uh, niggas always be hollering peace, you know what I'm saying? Peace, my brother, peace this, peace that, you know what I'm saying? But every time I, I uh, try to get a peace of mind, niggas try to get a peace of mind. So I gotta grab my peace. It's the return of the gangster, gangster. The niggas that's on that blow that run up in your crib, which contains your lady and an eight-month-old child to raise. Plus you true blue about this music, but they do not wanna hear because they'd rather be bouncing and shooting and killing and bouncing and shit. Get down. Return of the gangster, gangster. Them niggas that think y'all something say y'all be gospel rapping, but they be steady clapping when you talk about bitches and switches and hoes and clothes and weed. Let's talk about time traveling, round javelin, something mind unraveling. Get down. Return of the gangster, gangster. Them niggas that got them kids, they got enough to buy ounce, but not enough to. Bounce them kids to the do it to the park So they grow up in the dark Never seeing like So they end up being like Your star ass Robbing niggas and broad ass They like get down Return of the gangster Gangster The niggas who get the wrong impression Of expression Then the question is big But what's up with Andre Is he in the coke Is he on drugs Is he gay When y'all gonna break up When y'all gonna wake up Nigga I'm feeling better than ever What's wrong with you You get down Stack of questions With no answer Cure for cancer, cure for AIDS. Make a nigga wanna stay on the tour bus for days. Get back home, things are wrong. Well, not really, it was bad all along. Before your left adds up to a ball of power. Thoughts at a husband, thoughts at a thousand miles per hour. Hello, ghetto. Let your brain breathe. Believe there's always more. Hey, welcome to the Black Out Tips Podcast. It's your host, Rod and Karen. And we have a first-time guest in the studio today. Uh, I guess you can call this a studio. It's more like, we kind of call it a spare bedroom. Um, Damn it, it's a studio. We're going to make it a studio. Yeah. You don't see the sound acoustics up in here? <laughs> fake it till you make it. That's um, right. <laughs> but it's my boy Madison uh, Maxwell. What up, what up, what up? Um, and uh, he's a dude that I play basketball with. Um, he got that NBA pedigree. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, if y'all... Uh, y'all ever heard of the, I think, Finals MVP? Yeah, Cedric Corn, Maxwell. Yeah, Cornbread, Cedric Cornbread Maxwell. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, you know, I only play ball with ballers, man. I mean, that's, except for when Vic was in here, that was the exception that one time. Vic! Shout out to Vic, man. He's worst, a, wild, worst wild player ever. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's in the YMCA Hall of Shame, but uh, yeah, he uh, actually, uh, it's kind of sad, Vic is leaving uh, to go to Minnesota, Aww. Uh, but it's bittersweet because he's going to be uh, getting lobster, cool. which is, if you know Vic and you've ever had more than a five minute conversation with him, it's amazing, it's amazing, right? <laughs> it's amazing, dog. It's like when the U.S. Uh, beat Russian hockey type shit, where you're like, what? They let you in? They let me. 
Right. Maybe Jay Z is in the Illuminati. They just let niggas in everywhere now. <laughs> so uh, yeah. Um, so shout out to Vic and whatnot. Um, don't forget, guys. You can leave comments for the podcast on Podomatic.com. Uh, just search for the Blackout Tips. Facebook. Join our group. Uh, or like our group, I guess, is what they do on Facebook yeah, now. Yeah, you don't join no more. You click, and I was like, uh, did I join? I don't know. And all of a sudden, stuff started popping up. I said, well, I guess I joined. They didn't give me no instructions. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, like our group um, on Facebook, and just search the Black Guy with Tips, and you can uh, leave comments on there. We try to post up something uh, every couple days to let you know when we're recording, and how to call the show, and how to email the show. And you can go to the blog, theblackguytips.blogspot.com. And um, speaking of emailing and calling the show, the email address is theblackguywhotips at gmail.com. <clears throat> and the phone number is 704 557 0186. That's 557 0186. We will not answer the shit while I'm on the air, but. No, we just letting you guys know. So don't think we're going to have a live conversation over Skype. Mm-mm, everything yeah. goes straight to voice. What's man? We black. We don't pick up the phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it might be a bill collector. Um, yeah, mm-mm, you're getting voicemail. <laughs> but uh, you can leave the voicemail and we will play it on the show and we will respond to it on the show. Uh, so, uh, oh yeah, I guess I should mention that the unofficial sport of the podcast is. Bullet ball. And the official weapon is. Taser. Alright, so, y'all ready to be into some motherfucking podcasting? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Let's do this shit. Uh, we got some voicemails. Okay. Um, and let's see, the first one we actually got uh, Thursday, so let me play this, and hopefully it's loud enough for the pickup on the speaker. Let's see here. Okay. Hey, man, this is Larry. One more time, man. I'm not going to fill up the voicemail box, but I just kind of felt like the tell. Uh, say one more thing. Uh, Karen, oh man. wait, this is his second voicemail. Oh, get it out of I should, I should play his first. First one first. Yeah, it would make more sense. Damn, this nigga voicemail us at four in the morning. Ooh, I was sleeping hard. <laughs> Yo, what's up, man? It's Larry. Uh, just calling in. Oh man, definitely appreciate the shout out on the uh, on the Brian Funk podcast. I just plugged it in. Started listening to it. Um. I, I want to say real quick, you guys might have touched on it already in the past. I don't know. I've been, I've been like, not forever. But uh, I did want to ask, like, what do y'all feel about white people saying niggas? And we know the difference between nigga and nigger, but like, you know, like just saying niggas. And I call white people nigga all the time. And I ain't even going to explain something too much right now. I just want to hear what y'all got to say about it. Uh, but like I said, man, keep up the good work. Three days and I'll let that Alright, thanks my nigga. Um, <laughs> <A> nigga. <laughs> thanks my nigga. Um, one thing I used to do when I used to first start playing basketball at the Y, uh, the YMCA that I play at, um, it was my first time really playing with a lot of white people, cause before that I used to play at like Park Road Park, Fayetteville, I played at Seabrook Park. Um, so when I got in there, and I was playing with like black people in front of black people. One joke I would have is like if a black dude hit a shot in front of a white person, I'd be like, Good job, nigger. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 it was like an inside joke that we were sharing about the difference between ER and EA and just the A. But um I don't know, man. What do y'all think about white people saying nigger? I guess Put like this, to me, it's all in the context that it's said. Right, right. Um, like, 
I have no problem with the word. I ain't trying to bury it. I ain't trying to shoot it. I ain't trying to take it out and lynch it. You know, I don't have no problem with the word. Um, but if it's said out of the lips and anger, yes, I do have a problem. If it's coming from a very angry, racist place, I do have a problem. But if it's just like a casual, jokeful conversation, that's a whole nother thing for me. It's almost like how it's presented to me will, will, will determine how I respond to it. Mm-hmm. What about you, man? Well, you know, I got I got white friends, and they use it sometimes, just saying, what up, my nigga just joking around, and I don't really care until they add that ER, or if it's in that mode of anger. Of course, right. you got to get right on them, but if you just uh, ignore people that say it and, like, just let it let it pass, it'd it be obvious. And see, good. the thing is also, like, uh, Maxon's younger than me, and I, like, I was always and always will be hopeful that, like, the younger generation, like, the younger, and the younger it goes the more, like, they won't give a fuck. Because really, that word only holds power if you really give a fuck. True. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Now, with that being said, it's a matter of respect, too. Like, if I I was hanging around a white dude and he was just abusing the fact that he could say the N-word just because, I would get upset just on some, like, look, dog, we all right. Right. But you ain't got to (laughs) be... You ain't got to overdo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm always careful, because uh, I used to didn't have white friends until probably about 8 to, to 10 years ago, and I just got a bunch of them now, but, like, at the time, I remember being like, I'm not going to be calling these dudes nigga. I'm not going to, like, because if I call it to them, it's just teaching them that they can do that shit to me. I don't also don't be saying, like, cracker and all that yeah, shit, because I'm, it's like. It's a respect thing. Yeah, I'm like, well, I just want them to know not to fuck with me like that. Like, because yeah. it might be a good joke one time, but then the joke might not hit home the next time. Now we got I got to punch him in his face, and it's like, why? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, somebody said some drunk, and now we got issues. Yeah, and I had a couple people, uh, not gonna say no names, I don't wanna embarrass them, some of them might listen to this, but one, I remember one time this dude was drunk, and he came up to me, he was like, alright man, I just want you to know, man, if you can call, you can call me a nigga if you want to. Ah! <laughs> he had his arm around me, he was like, ah, you know, I, there's nothing wrong with that, I mean, I would like for a black person to call me nigga, and I was like... Ain't this some shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 60 years earlier, white people were still killing people for right, for being right. niggas. And here we are in 2008 to 2009, whenever this happened, and the white person want to be called a nigga. Isn't that, that is amazing. Right. <laughs> in a way, it feels like, if a white person feels like they can say it, it seems like they feel like they're accepted by black people. Right. And they're cool if they can say the word and if, they, if other people call them a nigga, so... I don't know, I just think it's, uh, white people is just, like, a comfort thing to them. Yeah, I, I wanna, like, the truth is, white people can use the N-word as much as they want, honestly. Um, they probably already do around other yeah, white people. You already know. Yeah. yeah. Like, y'all got a friend and shit. Y'all know y'all be watching Chappelle, like, did you see what that nigga said, nigga? <laughs> that nigga is hilarious. He's oh, wait, here comes Rod. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, they probably use that shit anyway, but then, honestly, man, you can use it, you just gotta accept the consequences that you might get caught up. I wouldn't yeah. play with that. No, because what, what I sometimes I think that a lot of white people think all black people look alike, and that's where you have an issue. There is a difference between African American black folks and the real niggas and niggers out there. Now they ain't gonna <laughs> handle you calling them out their name. Yeah. So yeah. if you just want to save your skin. 
just lose it from your vocabulary well, when, when you're around yeah. black folks. Because, see, I might not get mad and I might not get offended, but I'm kind of a house nigga. I, I'm going to say, okay, keep it pushing. But when you go out there in the field and mess with them black folks, you liable to get jumped. We, well, we're not the I same mean, group of people. If you say nigga to a nigga that got a degree, like he probably got other shit going on in his life that's, that's like that's a lot I'm not about to, right. like we'll just write you off as a person like yeah. oh man don't Even fuck with person. that yeah I'm not gonna fuck yeah, with that nigga I, no I ain't more. trying to go to jail but if you know if you actually was like walking up to somebody that really ain't got shit to lose and you say nigga you don't know what they will do they might whoop your ass that's the chance you take yeah you know what I'm saying you either go left or right like we watching the Paul Mooney like he said every time he said nigga his teeth get white you know I yeah. think that's what happens to them I love the word I love it. it's probably honestly it's probably my favorite word in the English vocabulary it's my I mean honestly I call inanimate objects nigga I call like white people nigga black people niggas Niggas, niggas, like I don't give a fuck. I live. I could use niggas for everything. I would if it was acceptable in life, but you know, obviously, you can't do that shit at work. I can't be like, hey man, you got that report, niggas? Like, (laughs) 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 nigga, I'm late. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna be late this morning. I'm feeling sick. Um, but yeah, so that's how I feel about the N word. I really, if you're white and you use it, the only thing that might happen is I might feel think less of you, but. If you use it in the right context, though, like, if you're quoting somebody that said nigga. That's all, yeah. Like, my boy, uh, GQ, uh, that was in here earlier, Pat, the rapper, Mm -hmm. like, he can actually quote lines from Friday and shit, and it's the N-word in the line, but it don't bother me because I know where it came from. Yeah. Now, if he start quoting some shit I never heard of, I might be like, what the fuck? We might need to have a talk. Yeah, but that's one way to get away with it. If I was white and I wanted to use the N-word, I might, like, say, uh, Madison was like, did you see that shot? And I'll be like, niggas be bullshitting. And then he's like, where do, you, where do you get that from? And I'll just make up a movie and shit. Like, oh, you, you haven't seen it yet. You need to see, go on Netflix. You need to see this movie. So just learn a lot of movie quotes and you can use the N-word as much as you want if you white. Alright, let's see what this second voicemail was about. Hey man, this is Larry one more time. Man. I'm not going to fill up the voicemail box, but I just kind of felt compelled to say one more thing. Uh, Karen was mentioning that she liked Walmart because of, you know, the, the low prices. And that's all good and well. I just want to say why I love Walmart is, you know, it's great for your self-esteem. Uh, when you go on Walmart, um, you know, you look around and you can always be like, well, I ain't that fucked up. <laughs> you know, so either that or other people are just as fucked up as you, so you know you're not alone. So that, that was just my little piece as to why I enjoy Walmart. And I'll make somebody else feel like me. Anyway, they don't. I agree with that. Like, sometimes, you like, when I didn't have a job, man, I was like, damn, I lost my job. But I might need to go get something from Walmart that day. It did make me feel a little better. Like, man, shit, shit is going to go better. You know what I'm saying? It can't get no worse yeah. than these people in here that's buying shit, you know? And on top of that, Walmart made me not want to have a damn kid. Oh, my God. I went to Walmart, and for some reason, I got surrounded by, like, four women Eight kids, some in the buggy, some on their hips, some on the ground, and everybody crying at the same damn time. I thought, let me get the hell up out of Walmart. Yeah, they got so it. that motivates me. I can't speak for nobody else. And for those who got kids, you love your kids. They're the most beautiful things in the world, but I don't have any. So I, I was like, you know what? This motivates me to continue to take my birth control pills faithfully <laughs> every day because this is the consequences. Yeah, Walmart is like um, a monopoly when you go to that jail thing. 
and it's got that one part of jail on the corner where it's like just visiting. Like I always feel like I'm, I'm just visiting what it's like to be poor. I can touch the boss, but you I'm know, just visiting. I'm just here for underwear. The rest of y'all chill. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I do like. But I we finished watching that documentary on Walmart, by the way, and uh, it was pretty. Um, it was like uh, it was kind of like the O.J. Simpson trial, the first one where he got off. Like, why would you try to frame a guilty man? Like, you know he did it, but you did so much extra shit you didn't have to do that you make him look innocent. Like, they were throwing so much extra shit into this Walmart documentary that I started asking other questions like, who the fuck paid for this documentary? And, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and why? Like, they would say stuff like, this much money was spent on Walmart to get them to come here or whatever. Like, they spent this much money on infrastructure. If the city would have spent that same amount of money on schools, they could have housed this amount of students, This bought, uh, paid for this amount of teachers, blah, blah, blah. All right, I get that. But why do you think that the money would either go to Walmart or go to schools? Like, you know how much corrupt shit our city spends money on yes, in general? Do. Like, they would have built, like, another fucking monorail system or, oh, yeah. so, like, yeah, a trolley or something. To the, to the strip art, come on. Yeah, they would have found a way to, to spend that, that money. money. That money would have never would've, reached Yeah, like, who wrote this shit, you know? Yeah, like, and I don't know. Why, and, you know, and it's funny. It's amazing how people flag kids' education. Like, we give a damn about kids' education here in America. Yeah. And so that's just ironic. I mean, you can always throw the kids out there for anything. Um, yeah. The other thing they had too that was kind of ridiculous was um, they were talking about crime in these little ass cities where these super WalMarts get built. Mm-hmm. And one city, it was like eighty percent of the crime in that city happened in the parking lot of Walmart. Yes. Right. And they was like, why didn't Walmart do something? They need to hire private security. They need to monitor the cameras. Hey man, why don't the fucking police do something? <laughs> what kind of question is that? Anytime it's more than three niggas somewhere in in Charlotte, they will put up a police tower. You go to any yeah, like TJ Maxx parking lot, it's a fucking mobile police tower in the parking lot just to see niggas. You cannot put that shit in the Walmart parking lot. Are you right. serious? And sometimes yeah. it might even be empty. We don't know, but just for the fact that we think somebody might be in there, they won't do nothing. I mean, we went to fucking Afghanistan because it was three people in Al Qaeda over there. And we was like, we fight them over here, so we don't got to fight them over there. Why don't you just do the same shit with Walmart parking lots? Arrest niggas over there, so you ain't got to arrest them back when they get to the hood. It, this shit was ridiculous, man. Yeah. It was crazy. And dude. it was very, very biased. So I was wondering, like, maybe did an anti-union, maybe, you know, maybe one of their competitors might have paid yeah. for it. Because it was so slanted to one side that it made you almost question this basically is a big hate commercial towards Walmart. And who the fuck is... What is Target doing? What is like Kmart doing? Like what is TJ Maxx doing? Like art. So is the alternative to me shopping at Walmart, me going to one of these like little mom and pop stores? Is that the only difference? Or if I go to Kmart, am I still being just as evil? Because Kmart pays they Chinese laborers ten cent more per <laughs> per month. Like what the fuck, dude? I would like like if you're gonna do that documentary, you need to be comparing this shit to other similar things so I can be like. Either this entire industry is fucked up, yeah. or just Walmart is fucked up. So you need to show me that Target isn't paying their people and isn't letting them work that many hours so they can't get health insurance and shit like that. Don't just tell me Walmart's evil. Nigga, everybody's evil. In general, people, businesses do as much as they can get away with. That's right. On every level, dude. Anyway, we got another voicemail. We got this one today. Cool. So let me play this. 
guys. This is Atajas from Twitter. I'm calling because I absolutely love the show. You guys remind me of a family reunion with my family down in Mississippi. And all we're, all we're missing are dominoes and a couple of tables set up with being with. Why I'm calling is, I want to know how you guys feel about children with ADD. I personally have a family member that has a child who claims to have ADD. And this lets him go around and be disrespectful to adults and get, just get away with a bunch of bullshit that ain't normal. Me, myself, I couldn't have it. I couldn't be afraid of my own child, and I would not allow him to do the things that he does. And although I know that you, you guys don't have kids, why we share a lot of views on the same thing. And I think that Karen is an old school Southern woman that, woman that would take a palace. Well, let me take it back. The taser to the <laughs> So I just want to know what you all think about that. And next time you're in the ATL, I'm up, I'm up in Charlotte. Karen, you got a dozen of the flying biscuits coming your way. And Rod, you got two dozen uh, hot glazed Krispy Kreme. <laughs> keep up the good work. And I'll keep listening. Talk to y'all later. Keep up the good work. Bye. <laughs> Alright, well thank you Ataja or Tanya. She told me I could call Tanya on Twitter because I was like, I can't pronounce that shit. Um, yeah, I, I don't know man about the ADHD. Like, that's another thing about the whole like, uh, our generation thing. Because when I was growing up, it just had started. Like, it just was the hotness when I got to like ninth grade. Then it was like, oh shit nigga, I'm not stupid, I got ADD. But back when, like, back before that, you know what I'm saying, it didn't exist. I, I mean, I guess when you was coming up, it probably was everybody yeah. or more people had that shit. Yeah. So, um, what do y'all think about the AD, ADD? You believe in it? This is my personal opinion on that. There are children who really honestly do have issues with this particular disease. But then, there are parents that are just lazy-ass parents that don't want to deal with hyperactive, naturally hyperactive children. There's nothing wrong with these kids. They're just hyperactive. And a lot of it boils down to the biggest group of black males. For whatever reason, they're the largest group. And the thing about it is that they medicate them, put them on all kinds of drugs to kind of slow them down where they're not as coherent as they normally would be. Okay, yeah. I don't have no problem with you saying my child got ADHD. I don't got no problem with that. But that ain't got nothing to do with you cussing me out. I'm whoop your ass. I don't care what kind of ADHD you got. <laughs> yeah, um, alright, so um, on Wikipedia it's saying that ADHD is the most commonly studied is most commonly the most commonly studied and diagnosed psychiatric disorder in children, affecting about three to five percent of children globally. And diagnosed in about two to sixteen percent of school-age children, it is a chronic disorder. With thirty to fifty percent of those individuals diagnosed in childhood, continuing to have symptoms into adulthood. Adolescents and adults with ADHD tend to develop coping mechanisms to compensate for some or all of their impairments. Four point seven percent of American adults are estimated to live with ADHD. ADHD is diagnosed two to four times as frequently. And boys, as in girls, 
Though studies suggest this discrepancy may be due to subjective bias of referring teachers. So, um, I guess they're saying that the teacher might think boys yeah, and are I'm, more active. And on top of that, I think, and, and it's just my personal opinion, I think it's a cultural thing. You have a lot of, majority of the teachers in our school system are white women. And a lot of them don't interact with black male boys on a regular basis. So, when, when black male boys get bored or they don't understand or they can't comprehend, instead of them doing it the proper way, which is saying, I don't understand or I can't comprehend hand, they cut up, they show out, you know, they, they want to fight and pick and all this stuff, and instead of parents being good parents and finding out, hey, it's, there's something really wrong with my child, or is my child just cutting the ass in school because they don't want to pay attention, there is a difference, and like I said before, it's okay to have ADHD, but I don't care what kind of ADHD you have, me as a parent, there's just certain things I'm not going to tolerate, just, just period, I don't care what kind of disease you have, you shouldn't disrespect your parents. Well, I think also, man, you got drug companies, and they invent, like, drugs and, and shit. So and you invent, like, healing. Ritalin, and you like, man, we need to find some shit for people to use this for. So it's like, what does Ritalin do? Well, it's just a drug that, like, makes you focus better and calms you down and kind of slows down your brain. Now, you cannot just give that shit to kids <laughs> as, you know what I'm saying? Like, you people yeah. be doing that shit just for fun. And and, and they do, and I, and I think that's the, that's the part about this that really upsets me is that a lot of the culture uses this as a way to not deal with just naturally hyperactive children. Well, the other thing, too, I think a lot of these... Uh, kids man it's like you're teaching them that drugs are the solution to everything that's right when they're a little like when they're a little kid then we be mad when they grow up and they still be on pills and shit it's like well of course the motherfucker don't have no problem with ecstasy he been <laughs> popping shit in his mouth since he was three like he never learned that you know there's other alternatives out there so right. and i think it's just a difference in culture because i'm pretty sure they were children years ago that black that had adhd but them parents weren't trying to hear that they was like, you know what? ADHD this bitch. I'm going to whoop your ass and you're going to go to school and act like you got some sense. I mean, it's definitely a difference in culture, too, because we don't have the money necessarily that, that's true. in the black community to go to the pharmacy every time a nigga act up. Like, yeah. Plus, normally, when you act up, even if you do have a mental disorder and you black, the ass whooping going to get tried first before you go to the doctor. Yeah. It's like, nigga, do you know my copay is $25? I'm not paying this shit <laughs> if ain't nothing really wrong with your ass and you just want to cut a food. Right. Um, the, <laughs> the other thing, too, is like, um, you know, culturally, white people just use more drugs. And the way our society is, we just legalize what white people do. That's because they got the money and the power. So it's like... If you wonder why some hypocritical shit is legal and something ain't, it's like you get enough white people to do something, that shit will become legal eventually. You know what I'm saying? Like when you got, uh, like with all these like medications where people are just basically popping pills all the time, like I didn't know there was a subculture of the white community that fucked, and it's not just like scruffy, you know, meth head, like regular white people. Like I remember I got uh, my teeth, my wisdom teeth pulled out. Mm-hmm. And they gave me all these Vicodin and shit. So I tried a couple until my shit held up. And I was like, I'm done. Mm-hmm. But they gave me way too many. They was just giving them away like candy. They was like, here's some free samples. Just take them. So um, I had like all these extra Vicodins sitting up in the kitchen cabinet for a long time. And uh, I just happened to casually be talking about it. Because I heard somebody bring it up. And I was just like, yeah, man, it's crazy how much extra shit they give you when you got to get your teeth done. Well, they're like, extra? It's like, yeah, yeah. They gave me like... 
fucking 20 Vicodin. I took like four and I was, you know, I was, I was, I was done in a couple of days. I didn't need them all. Please. Like, you got some extra Vicodin, man? How much you selling them for? I was like, did this shit just become a drug transaction? I was looking for the, I was checking them for a while, waiting for Miami Vice to come in. Like, we're like, damn, nigga, this is not M&M's. What's going on here? Yeah, and I was like, so, but I was thinking, I was still very, you know, like, naive. So I was like, you know, like I said, I, this is my first white friends. So um, I was like, hey, man, um, are, is something wrong? Like, your back hurt or something? Like, Yeah. And they was like, nah. And I was like, so why you need yeah, painkillers? I don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> like, do you? Yeah, if They're like, do you ever had uh, vodka and a, red, and a Red Bull and a Vicodin? Like no, no. <laughs> that's exactly what it says not to do on the fucking bottle. Yes, don't don't have specific instructions written in bold. Do not drink while on this. Do not take Red Bull while on this. You will hallucinate. You will pass out. You might not survive. Yeah, so I don't like I don't know, man. White people are always trying. I mean, I guess that's why they fuck with sharks and shit like that. And I thank them for that because. Without them doing that, we wouldn't have Shark Week and we wouldn't have Man vs. Wild and shit like that. Like, I get that, but um, I don't know, man. I just think when it comes to this ADHD and that kind of shit, it's just another way. Because once your mom is doing drugs, she going to give her kids drugs. Yeah, and I... And I uh, go ahead. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I just want to add in, I definitely think it's an excuse uh, for some black kids when they get when they act up in class and stuff, just to throw them on, throw them on the medicine so they calm down, but... My dad introduced me into a, a drug for acting up when I was very young, and that was a belt or a switch. <laughs> and I had yeah. to think, is this ass whooping enough for me to get in trouble before I did some shit? And usually it wasn't, so that's yeah. why I didn't do it. I was addicted to the belt for years, man. <laughs> and then one day yeah. I quit cold turkey. <laughs> I remember that day. I was getting my ass whooping, and I was thinking to myself uh, when I was crying afterwards, this is goddamn ridiculous. I'm too old to be taking ass whoopings. Right. Like, my friends don't even get ass whoopings no more. What am I doing? Like, fucking my life up for no reason, man. Yeah. I was. I don't know what was wrong with me. I was off the chain. I used. I mean, my mama laugh about it. When I was a kid, y'all, I used to get my ass whooped every day till I was about 11 years old. My mama stayed. She was fit. She was trim. She was ripped, boy. Because, uh, I don't know. I was just a trip and a half when I was a kid. But you know what? Nowadays, I would have had ADHD. Mm-mm. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't well, got, see, I, that's the thing. I just don't believe my parents. Like, I think my parents read that article and laughed. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, when they was like, did you know there's this new thing, ADHD? And my mom's like, ha whatever. <laughs> just spare the rods for the child, motherfucker. Keep it, keep it moving. <laughs> then we used talking about the difference between white folks and black folks. You know, a lot of white people believe in allergies. You know, and, and being have allergic reactions. When I was a little kid, I'm allergic to like grass and all this stuff. So when I was a little kid, um, I used to tell my mama when I would grass and stuff would get on me, I would scratch my skin so I would scratch blood. I would like be raw, and the only way to get relief would be to bathe. And I was like, Mama, I'd be like, um, this grass is really itching me. I didn't know it was allergies. I was like, Mama, I think something wrong. She was like, Nah, y'all ain't nothing but allergic to allergic to working. Get your ass back out there and do what I told you to do. So it's and, and I think it is a cultural difference. Yeah, I mean, because the thing is, why I laugh at ADHD. I mean, I'm sure some people have it, but like they said, three to five percent probably are diagnosed with it. But then there's probably a lot more people that actually get on that shit, riddling and stuff. But um, we yeah, in the black community, sometimes we will like. Deny obvious shit like you, you have got a, asthma, nigga. Breathe, breathe. I'm like, yeah, breathe. like you might have a cousin that got like uh, uh actual like kleptomania or some shit, and it's just like, oh, that nigga just like to steal. Just keep him out of your closet. You like this nigga should not be stealing 
all the time. These ain't even good thefts. They, they're like obvious shit. Like, you can't even be stealing my mama's diamond earrings and thinking nobody gonna notice, dog. You the only one been in the crib. So, like, it's, you know, little shit like that where it's like, all right, we probably should take him to talk to somebody before he goes to prison. But, all right, man. So, that's all the voicemails. And then, uh, we had a couple emails, and I want to read those real quick. After seeing Scott Pilgrim versus the world last night, I've noticed that Michael Sarah has been playing the same character since he was on Arrested Development. While this isn't a bad thing, I just thought it was funny. Can you think of some other actors and actresses who do the same thing? Love the show. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Omar B. Um, so, as far as uh, actors who keep playing the same character in different scenarios, that's a lot of actors. Like, most yeah. of the major actors are just playing themselves yeah, in a different situation. That's right. Like, there's Will Smith, where I just like Will Smith. I do, too. And there's Will Smith, where he's acting, and he's he's done it before. Like, Ali, he had to do some acting. Uh, and you can always tell when he's acting, because he grows his hair. He'll grow his hair out a little bit. Gain some weight, you know. something like that. Yeah, yeah, but then there's niggas like Sam Jackson. Sam Jackson is just playing the same nigga with different hair every movie. Yeah. He just changes his hair and then he's like, alright, I'm gonna be Sam Jackson. I will He never plays a role where he does not end up yelling at the top of his lungs and calling somebody a motherfucker. That, that wouldn't be him. Yeah, so I don't I mean Tom Cruise played the same motherfucker every movie, man. Like until he played that fat dude in uh Tropic Thunder. That was the first time uh, I was like, damn, that that was I Tom didn't Cruise. Even recognize him half to halfway through the movie. Yeah, half of that was just, oh man, he was fat, but he was acting like Tom Cruise. He's all, a lot of these actors, man, they, they look a certain way and we just like them. It's, you know, if Denzel came in your house, you would just like that nigga. He's just yeah. a likable motherfucker. Yeah. So it's like, until he does something crazy like Training Day, he's really been doing the same fucking movie yeah. his whole life. It's just he finally caught something with Training Day and Man on Fire where it was like, actually, I can kill people and still be a badass. But until then, it was just like, oh, man, I like this nigga, you know? Yeah. So I don't know, man. Uh... But I like Michael Sarah too, and uh, we saw that movie, but we'll talk about that in a second. Um, and then we got a, another email from my boy Marquise, and um, he's actually started his own podcast because uh, he said he was inspired by us. And um, he sent me an email that was kind of long and kind of technical with about uh, how he records his podcast and his co-host and stuff. I don't really want to read it because, one, he said some stuff about his co-host that I'm not sure... He might not even want that shit out there in the public. Because it's yeah. like, damn, niggas, you going to get rid of him? What is, am I supposed to... I don't know what to say we, to this. We ain't trying to cause no divorce. So I'll read the last paragraph. and It says, in closing, it's good to see your show is going strong. I'm kind of confused after listening to episode 50. You've been on for seven months, but you have nearly twice the episodes of a weekly show. Are you on twice a week? Yes. So, if so, that's inspiring. Stay up, man. Keep going strong. I see you're in the top 200 comedy category. We were two in the Bay Area category a month ago. Right on, man. Um, yeah, we're actually in the top like 10 of the comedy category every, just about every show now. We haven't. I don't know when the last time we haven't been in the top 10. So, which is good. Yep. Because thousands of shows on the fucking. Site, so. Yeah, we went through one time. I was like, damn, there's a lot of shows out here. And it keeps going. So thank you guys for your support. Yeah, man. Um, Oh, I have to issue a correction. Last week I said the lady that 
reached through the uh, drive-through windows of McDonald's and punched them two women. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, this story is about love because niggas love chicken. That was a white woman. It sure was. I forgot to correct that. <laughs> yes, she sure was. So white people don't repeat that joke. Yeah, and she was very angry. And y'all talk, y'all crack <laughs> jokes about niggas liking Bojangles. White folks like Bojangles too. Dude, when we got on this side of town, and that Bojangles off Randolph Road. Roll open up. Man, <laughs> them white people love chicken too, man. I was, like before I was always like, oh man, it's just a hood thing. Yeah. Bojangles are always in the hood. Mm-hmm. Man, it's two nights nice Bojangles over here within like two miles of each other. One by the South Park Mall and one by Randolph Road. And both of them be filled with white people every day. And they be wrapped around the building. Yeah, so, so that guy don't want to need to get a half Bojangles. I do not know how the black people love fried chicken stereotype got started. I don't know. Everybody loves that shit. Everybody like dirty rice down here and sweet tea. Dog, you go to the Chinese place. They got chicken and fried chicken. Try chicken and wings and shit, man. Yeah, dude. They probably got chicken. They probably got fried chicken in every type of nationality. Like oh, Indian yeah. food and shit. Like, oh, yeah. Everybody got- like chicken. I think it crosses all boundaries. Yeah, nobody hate fried. Show me the nigga that hate fried chicken. That's what I want to see. Yeah, unless you vegan, you probably yeah. like chicken. So, we saw some movies. Yes, or- we did. Well, this morning I went to the movie theater. I went cool. to the one, the AMC off South Boulevard. Okay. And we stopped going there a while back because uh, that shit's kind of hood, yeah, y'all. Yeah, unsafe. Yeah. You be walking, especially now with school out, man. You be walking around. It be like 10 o'clock at night. And I can tell I'm old. Now, I'm not old, but I'm really old because you see like 20 kids in a bunch and like four girls with their asses and their tits out. And I'm like, what the hell? Where, where the parents? Where, where the parents? Then they wonder man, why time, they push the curfew. I'm dude, glad. One time we was leaving and it was after midnight. And it was just like a group of 40 kids walking down the street. Yes. Like, like what the I was like, fuck, let me dude. get my ass out of here for they decide I'm the target and we gonna get beat out here. Yeah, today. and it was like, you know, um, like Latino and black kids, boys and girls. Like, well. That's a- not gonna end well. Yeah, like this is like a walking, just HIV waiting to happen, dog. And, um. Or some kind of crime or some shit. Yeah. Another time we went there, we was taking like you could ride like behind the stores, and you go straight to the uh, to the exit to go to the to South Boulevard so you can go home. I start riding behind there, dude. It was like these two white girls in the woods with these dudes. It was like four dudes. Yeah. And two and two other dudes was doing lookout. I was like, whoa. Yeah. Some dude dropped his his kids off, his daughters or something off. At the movies, they up in the in the woods getting the end. Boy, my kids gonna be pissed. They're like, we going to the movies? Like, yeah, where we going to the movies at? We all going, right? We yeah. we all we all going. Yeah, one one time I was up at AMC, me and my sister and a friend, we watching Baby Boy. I guess somebody had some kind of dispute before the movies. All of a sudden, some black nigga walked in. Yeah, nigga, I'll shoot everybody up in here. I said, oh, no. I had to get the hell up there. <laughs> that, that shit happened to me. That's the last thing I heard. I Dude, that shit happened to me. I, I, I think we might have actually talked about it on the last podcast, but um, me and my friend Rashida went there, uh, went to AMC, and we was movie hopping. Like, you know, we paid for one movie, and we went yeah, to see, like, three movies. Time. And we had, like, we had, like, a plan. Dude, we was going to see, like, four movies. Dude, we got to the second movie, and it was, and this man, it was like right as the first scene of the movie started, and this dude, uh, I don't know if he bumped into somebody or what, but he was like, "No, nigga, fuck you, fuck you, then, nigga, what the fuck you gonna do, nigga? I don't give a fuck." He pulled up his shirt, and you see, and you can see the handle of the gun. I was like, "Shit, we gotta go." She was like, "No, no, we can stay and watch the movie." I was like, "Bitch, I will leave you." 
I will leave you in here. We can. This is life or death. This is not a challenge to see if these niggas gonna shoot or not. Anyway, man. So I went there this morning, right? Because mm-hmm. I didn't know they did movies in the morning on Sunday. Yeah, it's five o'clock. Five dollars. It was five dollars. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. So you knew about this? Mm-hmm. All right. So I went. It was five dollars, right? White people everywhere, dog. Yes. White people everywhere, man. Like five dollars, you can't beat that. Coming man. straight from church, bringing their whole families, families in there. I was like, so this is where y'all been, man. Right. That's yeah. So yeah, they came yeah, out yeah. like roaches when the lights go off, man. They was like, they was. <laughs> but that day when the lights on, we got to see. Take, I had to take a picture and send it out on Twitter, and people was like, "Are you sure that's the hood?" And I was like, "Yes, yes. This, this is the hood movie theater, dog. Like this." I don't know what happened, but it's like the word got out, and it was like the niggas are gone. They don't wake up before twelve, and they just like they was in there watching, watching the movies, man. Like so the niggas will pay ten. We want to pay five. Yes. we'll come early. Yeah, they make it cheaper. Man, the white man get all the deals. Underbird specials. Yeah, so um, I bet the popcorn was free. I should have went to the popcorn line just to see. I know the souls are free. They're probably, they're probably like, what are you doing in here? Anyway. You pay for popcorn. <laughs> yes, everybody else is free. Yeah, who's your what white person brought you? Who told you? <laughs> they probably they probably <laughs> who let like, the secret out? They're like, oh no, now we have to abandon this theater, new theater next week. Um, so anyway, I saw the Expendables in there, and um, it's not very good. I didn't think it was gonna be. First of all, who the fuck trained the enemy soldiers? The Cobra? Like these niggas couldn't hit nobody, man. It was a billion bullets shot in this movie, and it's only six good guys, and these niggas didn't get hit but one time, and didn't die either. It's like an '80s movie, man. Just like it is literally every '80s cliche, except it's 2010, dog. Like everything, man. It was bad. It was bad. I'm bad. I didn't go see what you did. Everything. Everything that wasn't action was whack like the only things Aww. I liked was some of the action scenes because you know they had a lot of good choreography like okay. uh, the US uh, couture and um, what about Cruz? Did Terry Crews did good he didn't really do much he wasn't in it that much yeah. you know what I'm saying but he did good I was just worried he was gonna get killed and you know spoiler alert the nigga lived so thank god cause I was every in the 80s dude every every, every black buddy he, he never lasted that nigga was doomed he was like oh he's adorable first boy first nigga yeah. every time he's like he's adorable even in Jurassic Park they kill a nigga in the credits dude like most people don't even know this Go back and watch Jurassic Park if you didn't watch. You only gotta watch five minutes. First nigga gets killed. Like, gets his arm ripped off and everything. Like, niggas just die in these kind of movies. That's but right. Terry Crews made it through, so I was proud of that. But, yeah, you might want to wait till this shit's on DVD, man. It's not very good. Um, and then we saw Scott Pilgrim vs. Yes. The World. That was actually a really, really good movie. Um, and just for those to know, if you don't like video games, if you don't like anime, if you don't watch a lot of cartoons, this is not the movie. Yeah, it's, it's for comic book fans, video game fans. Like, you gotta kind of be a nerd to even appreciate the movie. Yeah. Because there's gonna be a lot of people that walk in and just be like, man, what the fuck are they doing, man? You yeah. can't jump 50 feet and punch somebody. But, um, it was just real cool, man. Yes, I really it enjoyed it a lot, man. I would... But only if you're fans of these things. Now look, because the same thing happened with Avatar. I said, if you're a fan of the show, then you, you might like it. It got bad reviews, but you got to be a fan of the show. Uh, not that Avatar. Uh, 
The Last Airbender. Oh, my bad. The one with the Nickelodeon. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Like if you like, we love like The Last Airbender. Yes, we did. So I was like, you know, I'm biased. Yeah, we were gonna wanna, like it no matter what. Yeah, I wanna like it, but I recognize that it's a terrible movie. Yes, it is. And it sucks. Yes, it does. But I'm a fan. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Same thing with Pootie Tank. I love that movie. But oh, yes, but it is not a classic. good movie, technically. Oh, but yeah, you're talking about the Avatar. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, yeah, the thing about the Avatar is that if you watch the series, you kind of appreciated what he did, even though he did it in a terrible manner. Right. But if you just walk in with no background, no history, he didn't present it in a manner where somebody unfamiliar could just jump in and understand. Yeah. All right. So... We already covered all the bullshit. Y'all ready to do some news and stuff? Because, you know, I really didn't have much to talk about this week. Uh, Tila Tequila suffers cuts but escapes Juggalo's attack. Oh. What is a Juggalo? I don't even know what that is. I don't is. know. Juggalo? <laughs> I think that's those clowns that uh, you walking around with painted, painted faces and all that stuff. So. Damn, they attacked her? Right. <laughs> what did she, she do to the clowns? Maybe they just looked at her makeup and her face and it was like, oh, it's another clown. Catch. <laughs> Reality TV star Tila Tequila suffered facial cuts when she was pelted with rocks and bottles while performing at a music festival in Illinois early Saturday. According to witnesses and law enforcement officials, uh, she she's pretty cut up, said a performer who saw the violence at the gathering of the Juggalos in a rural Hardin County, Illinois. The witnesses asked not to be identified so that they did not anger the Juggalos. Damn, Juggalos must be some gangsters. They ain't rolling hard, ain't they? <laughs> Tequila, a Playboy no, model, who also sings, posted a Twitter message Saturday saying she would sue the festival, which is organized for fans of the hip-hop group, the Insane Clown Posse. Pretty soon, the owners who run the Juggalos will be bankrupt, she tweeted. The fans are mostly young people who sometimes wear clown makeup and are referred to as Juggalos or Juggalettes. So these are fans of the Insane Clown Posse, white people. Um, oh, now I'm looking at you like, huh? Yeah, obviously, the context clues like that should tell you. The band is white and the people who go and see them are white. Right. Ain't no niggas dressing up in clown makeup. We'll put on a white beater or a button up because the rapper said so. We ain't putting on no clown makeup and no, no. juggling and shit. Nah, the only time I put on clown makeup when I was entertaining some little kids. That's, that's about it. Festival organizers did not immediately respond to CNN requests for a response. <laughs> this is what CNN has to cover. Like, <laughs> what have you reduced yourself to? And TMZ is getting the real news. What the hell is wrong with you people? The performer said a mob of hundreds chased Tequila from the stage and surrounded the trailer where she sought refuge. They rocked the trailer and smashed its windows. Tequila eventually escaped, but only after the windows in their SUV were smashed. Hardin County Sheriff Tom Cena, who offered a similar description of the events, uh, said he has an <laughs> he has an open investigation. How seriously would you be treating this open investigation? Yeah, yeah, we'll get right on it. Yeah, CSI. They're on the way. Whatever the fuck. Get out of here, bitch. It would be very hard to identify the attackers unless you can locate video of the incident. I mean, they got on clown makeup. How are you going to identify them anyway? That's true. I still sued the hell out of them. They had them attacking her, though. Uh, I went on stage and immediately before I even got on stage, dudes were throwing huge stone rocks in my face. She embellishing. If, you, if I hit you with a huge stone rock in your face, you would not be fucking giving a report to the police afterwards. You'd be dead. In the hospital. A concussion or something. You cannot throw a... Ah, stupid ass. Beer bottles ah. that slit my eye open almost burnt my hair because they were throwing firecrackers on stage. Ah, drama queen. 
Sound like Paul Pierce. Oh, I'm so hurt. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> I need a wheelchair. <laughs> she was taunting them. She didn't know how to handle them. She didn't understand the dynamic. Uh, the rocks and bottles flew harder and faster when Tequila bared her breast. What? What? What's so, going so on? <laughs> If somebody throws something, is that how you get women to take uh, their clothes off? I'm going to start doing this. I'm going to carry rocks in my pocket just in case. Right. Hey, bitch! <laughs> throw me your titties! That's only white folks that can draw rocks in bottles and nobody has a gun in the crowd. Nobody. Yeah. She took her top off and then they got really violent. So even her titties she could She turned them on, off. boy. Wow. That would have calmed me down. I've never been in a situation where titties made me violent. I'm surprised they ain't hit it with clown makeup then. I mean, she exciting them. <laughs> Tequila count continue. I don't think she was exciting them. Apparently, uh, insane clown posses fans are white and gay. Ooh, Ooh titties! No, <laughs> don't want that. Boo, boo. Maybe the titties was that horrible. No. She was holding the towel to her head, blood pouring down her face. Uh, according to uh, uh, Tequila, uh, it was scary as hell. She wrote, "This was the only violent incident at the festival early Saturday." Oh, this was not the only violent incident. A 49-year-old Georgia man was arrested for allegedly stabbing another man in the abdomen just hours early. What kind of damn concert is this? They don't check for weapons? Was they outside? It's insane! <laughs> it's an insane clown posse. It's, you cannot be more accurate than that. Why Why would you even come? That's like going to a concert that's called Niggas With Guns. I would not go to that shit. <laughs> oh, I was invited to perform with Niggas With Guns. Uh, no, thank you. I'll turn that down. Even titties can't crawl them down. <laughs> So, uh, speaking of stabbing people, mm-hmm. accused Craigslist killer dead of apparent suicide. Oh. Suicide is always funny. Uh, one time <laughs> medical student who was facing charges including first degree murder and a killing tied to a Craigslist website died Sunday of an apparent suicide. Philip Markoff was found unresponsive in his Boston, Massachusetts jail cell at 10.17 a.m. Sunday and pronounced dead by medics according to his officials. The cause of death is under investigation, uh, says some niggas. Markov was alone in his cell, and all the evidence collected thus far indicates that he took his own life. Nonetheless, as with all such cases, a comprehensive investigation will be conducted to determine the facts and circumstances surrounding his death. In other words, they don't know, but they're going to look into it. How do you not know how he killed himself? That's weird. An autopsy is scheduled to be conducted Monday. Uh, he was 24, and he was charged in April 14, 2009, with the fatal shooting and armed robbery of Jaleesa Brisbane, 25, at Boston's Copley Marriott Hotel. Police said that Brisbane, a model, advertises a masseuse on Craigslist, a popular online cl- classified service, and said Markov may have met her through the site. So, wow. he was looking for a prostitute on Craigslist, and uh, I guess she came to the hotel, and he robbed her and shot her. Um, wow. Why would you need to shoot her, man? That's. I mean, once you get the money, yeah, I don't know. That's it. Maybe he shot her then, Robert. Um, he was also charged in uh, April 10, 2009. Damn, that's only four days apart. April 10, 2009, robbery of Trisha Leffler at the Western Hotel in Boston. Police reports said Leffler was robbed of $800 in cash, 250 in American Express gift cards, and was held at gunpoint and bound. Hi, well, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Who the hell cares $800 in cash nowadays? Hoax. 
Right. I mean, well, they do all their business true. in cash. That's true. You can't give it. Well, Holes except for some and, nigga and that pay her two fifty in gift cards. Must be Tiger Woods. Hairstylists, a beauticians, them all pay yeah, cash. Yeah, I mean, drug dealers, anybody doing the fairy shit, oh, strippers. Right. I'm scared Maybe. to have damn fifty cent on me. I'm not gonna carry hundred dollars. Yeah, I mean, eight hundred dollars in cash. I mean, you probably had to like get it out of her vagina or something. Who knows what he had to do to get this money, but sounds desperate, man. Uh, at the arraignment in June, Marco pleaded not guilty uh, to the charges. Uh, he was also facing uh, charges in the April 16th, 2009. Woo, which is he on it, ain't he? The 10th, the 14th, and 16th. This was a uh, very... This motherfucker was hard working at, killing, at, at robbing people. Uh, incident at the Holiday Inn Express at Warwick, Rhode Island, in that in that incident, police said Markham tied up and demanded money from a 26-year-old dancer who had posted a Craigslist advertisement. The robbery was interrupted when the woman's husband entered the room, and the suspect fled after pointing his gun at the husband. So, I mean, did the husband know she was hoeing, or did, like... I don't, I don't know. Like, or maybe... Did he just happen to come on? Because that's like a double surprise. Like, oh, my wife is a hoe. Oh, and she getting robbed. You know what I'm saying? Or was it... Yeah, or was he already like, you know, like, something's going wrong. It's taking her too long. He kept busting the room. It was like, hey, stop robbing my hoe and my wife. Um, at the Who time, to be a hoe? At the time of his arrest in 2009, he was a second-year student in Boston University School of Medicine. Damn, he's about to be a doctor and was engaged to be married. His friends and acquaintances expressed shock, describing him as a model student and an all-American guy. Wow. Well, nothing more American than robbing a motherfucker. Uh, and that was the oldest profession, prostitution. So, the second oldest profession probably is robbing. Uh, a woman identifying herself as Megan McAllister, his fiance, maintained his innocence in an April 2009 email sent to ABC News saying he is the wrong man and was set up. Mm, ain't nothing but love. Love my ass. Once one, I might can say fight you on the first one. When we get to that second and third one, baby, you on your own. Yeah, I always wonder how that happens. Like, if somebody I know did like a ridiculously crazy crime, like I wouldn't want to believe that they did it either. But I, I would, and and you would try to support. But my thing is that. I feel like this, you know. That I don't understand there are people that get arrested for no apparent reason, but most of the time, if they're coming after your ass, they got something on you. They they're not doing this for no reason. Yeah, especially if you're a white doctor, you know, medical student. Like, Come on, they pretty much had like that. I'm sure there was all kinds of niggas they had arrested before they got to him. <laughs> I'm gonna say, oops, you ain't the one. Get on. Authorities in South Texas are investigating the suicide of an inmate in the city jail. Who apparently killed himself by swallowing wet toilet paper. Hey, wet maybe, toilet paper? Maybe that's how Markov killed himself. Maybe that's how they, they can't figure ah. out. Police found an 18-year-old Joel De La Rosa dead uh, Thursday morning in the city jail in Edinburgh near te- the Texas-Mexico Medi- border. Uh, he had been taken into custody about three hours earlier on charges of drug possession and evading arrest. Officials say he was jailed earlier that month and tried to hang himself in his cell. Officers were able to stop the man in time. So he was determined to kill himself. Wow, what secrets did he know in the Mexicano, boy? I don't know. He couldn't take the... Uh, it was like to get him. He couldn't take it, I guess. Uh, police Chief Corino Munoz Muno said the teenager received no special attention this time, despite the earlier suicide attempt. So, 
don't know. You gotta really want to kill yourself to do it with toilet paper. That's all I know. Do you know how soft toilet paper is? Damn it, that's a lot of toilet paper. I mean, it clogs up the toilet if you put enough in there. So man, you just maybe he was using charming. You know, charming kind of, kind of, kind of thick like a paper towel. So you know, yeah, he had to use the good stuff. He couldn't use the cheap stuff. Like, he just swallowed that. You I'm think sorry. they got the good stuff in jail? I don't think um, so. And, and that's what I'm saying. They probably got the, the you know, the, the, the quarter of a pie in jail. You know, and that ain't that thick. So I'm saying, uh, you, you know, a lot. Yeah, I mean a whole lot, man. If you wipe your butt with that. It don't. It don't end well. Or maybe so. maybe they do have the good stuff in jail because you know the anal rape. So yeah, <laughs> some gotta wipe up the blood. Yeah, man. like I need some soft soft toilet paper because these, these niggas is ridiculous in here. <laughs> Donut Burger judged awesome. The the, ah. the Hoosier family behind Lashes chocolate covered bacon at the Indiana State Fair is at it again. Chocolate covered bacon. Wow. Killing Americans one at a time, one sandwich at a time. The newest offering, a burger served between two Krispy Kremes, known simply as the Donut Burger. Veteran concessionaire, oh, they have a word for that? Ooh. Dennis Reyes said that if his family wants to survive selling novelty fair food, he must think of new products every year to keep the customer coming back. Wants to survive, damn it. They, them and their customers both gonna die. I mean, you got to try this to be sure it tastes right. Look, you need one of these every decade. You'll be alright. Uh, you just have to have something new to get people entertained. Uh, Beaming Reyes 53 uh, said as fair visitors circle the stands around the lunchtime on the fair's opening day. Every year we try to come up with something new and it seems to be working. Even if the $6.50 burger and, other new, and another new offering, the deep fried butter. Oh, <laughs> damn. I thought that lady on the cooking channel was the only one that did deep fried butter. Paula Dean, that's my girl. <laughs> um, <laughs> produced almost as many questions as orders from the first customers on the 17-day fair. Oh. Visitors um, through August 22nd can sample a hog's trough of oddball fair food. Of uh, fair food. Hog's deep- trough. What's what's appetizing about that? Deep fried sushi, deep fried dill pickles, deep fried candy bars. Chocolate covered popcorn balls, root beer marinated ribs, <laughs> and the garage burger, which is a pork party patty covered by pulled pork on a bun. Oh damn! <laughs> the signature food in the fair is year of pigs, but it was the deep fried butter and donut burgers that drew customers and the just curious on Friday. Who would eat deep fried butter? Like who, who ever tasted butter and said, "Oh, you know what?" I could make a meal out of just this, right? Like I, I don't like the potato. I like more butter, less potato, please. It's like a heart attack in a bag. Yeah. You feel your, you feel your arteries clogging up as you eat. Oh, yeah. Oh my god. I, I know I don't eat the best, but damn. Serving food at many fairs is currently a family affair for re- the Reyes or Reyes or whatever. I wonder how big these people are, man. They gotta be huge. Uh, who makes and serves donut burgers with his wife? They might not. Hey, never get high on your own supply. They probably don't eat this shit. Like, oh, but, you need the butter, brother. Well, Enjoy. I bet, I, bet, I, I bet you they walk ten miles a day. They ain't kidding me. Their son uh, Blake Reyes, who's twenty six, serves a deep fried butter two stands away from his parents in front of the Pepsi Coliseum. Their freshly made burger, which can be served with lettuce, tomato, onion. Why bother? Why bother? Why put vegetables on there at all? Right. Why even fuck around? Can I just have cheese, chocolate, and burger and donut, please? Oh, would you like some lettuce and a Diet Coke with that? Uh, and a side salad. 
with light vinaigrette dressing. Which can be served with lettuce, tomato, and onion on the yeast donut. Seemed to be a big hit. That's awesome, said Stacy Hine, 32, after she took the first bite of the burger topped with bacon. Seriously, that is so good. Then she died. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I added the last part, but it's probably true. Her mother, Debbie Hine, 55, and a younger sister, Kelly Hine, 28, agreed that the sweetness of the donut and the saltiness of the beef made the burger a hit. The Reuses, who lived in the southern Indiana state of Corydon, had, ta- had thought about serving the dish for years but started offering it just this winter during the Florida State Fair and the other Sunshine State events where it exploded in popularity and many hearts. Uh, <laughs> it was all over YouTube and Facebook. It just screwed the fair offices off because everyone kept calling about it. He said he might offer jelly don- jelly with burgers in Indianapolis, a common customer request. He hasn't he wasn't prepared to hear at earlier stops. Jelly, what about? All right, I don't want to be stepping on this man's toes, but it made me think. He's talking about offering jelly instead of donuts or whatever. Mm-hmm. What about jelly donuts? Huh? <laughs> jelly donut burger? No? Yeah, yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean, these people, yeah, I mean, let's be honest. We frying butter, shit, so. If you eat this uh, shit, you don't care about making a mess, alright? That's so, the last thing. <laughs> a jelly donut, I'm trying to want one now that I thought of it. A jelly donut burger, I'll yeah. Krispy Kreme donut, donut burger. Yeah, that sounds I'll delicious. Uh, and deadly. Uh, customer very Dan- deadly. Danny Shells 22 said the burger was well worth the price. He got one with bacon and egg. Damn, that can be added breakfast? for extra cost. At the deep fried butter stand, oh, twin sisters, twin sisters Rihanna Bibbs and Rachel Bibbs, and their friend Rachel Andres, 16, all from Indianapolis, quizzed operator Blake Reyes about the concoction. He said he picked up the idea from a vendor at the State Fair of Texas last year. When they say deep fried butter, you think a butter stick, but that's not what it is. Blake Riaz freezes the butter, covers it in cinnamon before cutting it into cubes and frying it in something that's been at the fair for years. Funnel cake batter. Well, actually, that shit sounds way better than what I was. I was thinking of stick of butter. I'm not going to front it. But I still wouldn't eat this like shit. Like corn dog? Yeah. yeah, but I still wouldn't eat this shit. But I do. That sounds better than what I. I was thinking a big ass stick of butter, dip this some grease, <laughs> pour that shit out, and sell it on the stick. Yeah, it's funnel, funnel cake, it really sounds more like you're selling cinnamon-covered funnel cake with a whole lot of butter. In the middle? Yeah. He also added a secret twist, which he wouldn't disclose to original Texas to the original Texas recipe. I'm going to assume that it uh, is firm. Uh, it almost comes out ah. tasting like a cinnamon roll. Even after the pitch, Corey Edwards, 40, seemed unconvinced, but the self-professed fair food grazer who comes to the fair and looks for unique fare... Uh, could you have found another synonym? Uh, fairs in this sentence like five times. Uh, he eventually bought four butter cubes for five dollars and shared some with a friend. Yeah, you gotta share that shit. That's not something you can be like, yeah, man, I had like eight, eight butter cubes earlier. Nigga, why am I still looking at you? Yeah. <laughs> and you I think hospital? I need to go to the hospital. That's yes. the next part of that sentence. Yes. I love this burger to death. Based on Edward's taste buds, he suggested a fried butter finger a butter burger might be his next dish of the menu. It also almost it's almost like a really soft donut. It's really like different than I expected. 
I mean, damn. I mean, why don't we do Reese's Pieces Cups burger and you know M and M combo? I mean, since we well, I know, I know what you're asking. I know what the real question is here. What about the chocolate covered bacon, the sweet and hickory tasting treat that Blake Reyes introduced at last year's Indiana State Fair? Return this year. It's still selling strong, keeping the family in business. You know these motherfuckers are worse than drug dealers. Like you could be a drug dealer and come up to me, and I would respect what you do more than the shit that they just read right there. Ah! What do you do for a living? I'll sell motherfuckers heart attacks. That is it. <laughs> yeah. Good God. Wow. Parents sue town after fatal crash. The parents of a militant woman killed on July 2008 in a car crash are suing the craft group in the town of Foxborough, contending that the security at the Gillette Stadium prevented a ticketless underage drinkers from parking and consuming alcohol in the stadium parking lot during a rowdy annual music event before getting behind the wheel to drive home. Filed in Norfolk Superior Court, Mary Ann and Stephen Davis's lawsuit says the stadium officials enacted a no ticket, no entry, po- no entry policy in 2007 to deter tailgating by underage drinkers without tickets to the New England Country Music Festival, but that a lax security force never enforced it. That proved fatal for Deborah Davis, 20, and her friend Alexa Latio, 19, uh, said attorney Michael K. Gillis, who represents the Davis parents. Uh, couple, the couple is seeking a jury trial and unspecified damages for the daughter's death. Also named in the lawsuit are the estate of Latio, who was driving the car that hit a tree on Route 1 in 2000, July 26, 2008, killing both women. A Norton woman who, had, who was in the back seat of the car was seriously injured. Uh, Latio's estate administrator, David Cormier, uh, declined comment on the lawsuit, um, as did craft spokesman Stacy James. Um, town officials did not return a call, so basically there's no more information on it. But basically they're saying they didn't secure the parking lot from underage drinkers who didn't have tickets to actually go in. And people tailgate and shit all the time. Yes, they do. So the people who got drunk, underage people got drunk, drove and then some of them died so the parents are suing the city and the stadium and gotta be white yeah of course course. yeah because my question is this man like I said maybe it's just me um what the hell was your child doing there drinking anyway yeah I hate I mean maybe that's just me I like like and I and I hate that they're trapped that the children died Mm -hmm. but to me it's kind of a stupid lawsuit the bigger reason why they were underage drinking, so they were breaking the law from the beginning. Some of them, they had no business being at the beginning, and then driving, and the death ended up happening. Mm-hmm. Okay, we were all breaking the law in this process. What would happen if the city sued you and said your child had no business being there? We would think they would be wrong for that. I hate parents that only give a fuck after their kid is dead. Yes. Like, we fucked up everywhere along the line, but... It was up to a teacher or a security guard or somebody to, to finally be the one to step in and save it. How about you take a little responsibility for your own kid leaving the crib, getting fucked up somewhere where they you if you were doing your shit right, they had no business being. That's right. And then the other thing is, man, shit happens. You know what I'm saying? Shit happens. It's not like your kid wasn't negligent. They hopped in the car with a drunk motherfucker and they died. Like I'm, I can't keep. 
feeling sorry because of the guilt of your kid died, so I can't tell you nothing. Like, nah, man, y'all fucked up too. Yeah, that's about as bad as the uh, the one the article we did one time where the the dude the girl tried to sue the dude because her drunk ass hopped out of moving vehicle. That's yeah. how much sense this makes to me. None. Yeah, yeah, they putting the onus on everybody else, man. I don't like that shit. Had to drop down on them niggas. Um, speaking of comments, man, I forgot we uh, have some comments from the message board. Um, apparently, uh, Thelonious21 wants a shout out on the podcast. Uh, what up, my nigga? Um, he said, shout me out, nigga. I'm the reason you need more bandwidth. I had hit up y'all Facebook, too. But big props on the progression of the show, bruh, and the linguistics. And earlier, he has also said, um... I'm, we're a walking contradiction because we sound Bama as fuck, but we be on some E equal MC squared <laughs> shit. So, thanks, buddy. And, uh, oh yeah, he also sent us a new uh, Brian Pumper video, so. Ah, oh, we got the new stuff? Mm hmm. New B Pumper, this shit is crazy. New B Pumper, we got a banger. Oh, oh yeah, they gon' fuck with this one, this some shit for them. Alright, turn this up. Is the realest rapper alive? I, honestly, if y'all can think of a rapper that does more shit that he says in his rhymes than Brian Pumper, point him out to me, man. Y'all, y'all fuck with Rick Ross line ass, right? Word. I'm supposed to believe Jay still slinging coke. Come on, dog. Brian, Brian Pumper is the realest rapper really alive. He really does everything he says, man. You really don't believe that this dude does not open up and spread them and see it? Come on, dog. Are you serious? I've seen him do it on camera, dog. He not rapping about ah. killing niggas and shit. He's rapping what he knows. And what he knows is having a whole lot of sex with women for money. Okay? Anyway. Speaking of having a whole lot of sex with women for money. Cat Stack says she doesn't have to hoe anymore. What? Rappers pay just to see her face. Which is not that attractive <laughs> to me. There must be some rappers that's on hard times. 
Why do hoes get famous for fucking? That's the question we asked when we read that Cat Stacks interview with Double XL. In it, Cat Stacks says that she is famous and she doesn't have to be a hoe anymore. Now all she has to do is show her face to get that money. Cat Stacks got off of her back long enough to give Double XL some insight into how she skyrocketed to one of the most well-known hoes in the game. Wow, <laughs> we we got different level hoes. We got the hoes on the street, then we got the you know pentop hoes. With more than 70,000 Twitter followers tracking her sexcapades, Cat says she steals Cat Stacks, bitch, and she ain't going nowhere, no time soon. She also claims that she got her hoe in from her mama. My daddy died when I was like 10 years old. Surprise, surprise. Insufficient daddy end up in this bitch. What? Cat Stack didn't have a father? What? Are you serious? 10 should be long enough though. I'm sorry, it's no excuse. Ten, if you get 10 years of a good male role model in your life, that is good enough for most women to be like, I probably should not be hoeing. The one thing daddy taught me is not to be a hoe. That's really. I was actually raised by my uncles. They must have molested her ass. I never had a father figure because my mother was running around with a lot of motherfuckers and my uncles weren't father figures either. They used to be psychologically abused by their fathers, so that's how I was raised. I got tired of it. I left. I ain't never had a mother figure. Ain't none of them were ever there. And ain't none of that correct English. Double <laughs> XL also asked her how she went from a stripper to a paid jump off. When we first started, when I first started stripping, I didn't expect to meet anybody. I just thought about the money and pay my bills. The first person I met was Pitbull. The next person I met was T-Pain because he owned the club Encore and I was working there. I started meeting them out in Miami and when I started meeting them more on Twitter, I didn't expect to meet none of these motherfuckers on Twitter because you're only thinking there's computer nerds on there, but rappers are actually there. Yeah, she probably does think computers are for nerds cause she's, And geeks Yeah, like she seems pretty stupid man um, right. Well since I was a stripper back then It was all about money So if anybody wanted me to go home with them They just had to pay So yeah, I don't have to fuck dudes for money no more They just give me money to see my face Who? Who gives you money to see your face? Name names, you name names About all the other shit you did Who the fuck is the dude that's like Cash stacks, here's some money I want to see your face so I can nut on it, bitch. Yeah, uh. please. Yeah, I don't believe that shit. <laughs> uh, little positivity. Woman gives homeless man credit card. He spends $25 and brings it right back. Mm. And he was black. Bam! Face, motherfuckers. They got a picture of him and everything. Stereotypes. Most people wouldn't trust the waitress with their credit card, let alone a homeless man. This good Samaritan, Marie Harris, was having a conversation with a Soho in Soho when a homeless man, Jay Valentine, 32, came up and asked her for some change. Apparently, Marie is not in the habit of carrying cash on her, so she has Valentine her credit card and says, "Can I trust you?" And evidently, she could because he just came right back. Mm. Man, I would have gave it to him, but I would have had that shit canceled before he got to the store. <laughs> I'd be like, "Yeah, go ahead, take it, brother. One eight hundred BBT." Um, look, man. This is a nigga about to use my card to cut it off. Harris lent her card to Valentine. I wonder if he's related to Billy Ray Valentine from uh, Trading Places. Wasn't that, wasn't that Eddie Murphy's name when he played that homeless dude? I think so. Uh, Bobby Ray Valentine, something like that. Pod check that, y'all. Harris lent her card to Valentine there Monday and asked her when he asked her for change. Most people who witnessed the act of extreme generosity doubted that he would ever come back. 
Somebody they let her do it, and then it was like you know that nigga ain't coming back, right? You never, <laughs> never see that card again. He gonna match your credit, that girl. But a short time later, he returned with the card, stunning many and er, many and earning Valentine the title of most honest homeless man in the city. Now that's fucked up. There's a lot of homeless people that might be just as honest as him, but somehow he's the most honest. Come on, dog. Uh, maybe those people that talk to themselves might be the most honest, you know? Maybe. You ever see homeless people talking to themselves and you wonder if they just got on the Bluetooth? <laughs> <laughs> I do. Um, what, what he did was no surprise to me, Harris said yesterday. People keep, keep telling me, why would you talk to him and trust him? But are we only supposed to trust people we know? What would the Bernie, Bernie Madoff's friends be saying? Valentine told the Post that he was surprised to be handed the car, but he never thought to take advantage of her generosity. I wasn't tempted at all, said 32-year-old Brooklyn native. She trusted me, and I didn't want to violate that trust. I would never do that. <laughs> Valentine said he's been homeless for a few years since he lost his job at a real estate company that had allowed him to sleep in the office. When He said he now spends his nights in an internet cafe whose staff allows him to sleep on their chairs. He said he was hungry and low on cash. On my, low on cash on Monday. <laughs> you homeless. You, <laughs> you always gonna be low on cash. <laughs> like, I've never seen a homeless dude be like, can you spot me? I'm a little low today. <laughs> like, nigga, as a homeless, that should be part of your motherfucking repertoire. You should be used to being low on cash. That's your grind, dog. Does he only ask for money when he's low? He's like, actually, man, uh, like, you can throw him some change, you're like, here's $10. Oh, no, 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 man, I'm good today. Come back tomorrow, man. I actually got $25 from this lady, man. Matter of fact, just give me a card, man. Come back tomorrow. I'll I, I charge anything I need. Um, I asked her for change and told her I wasn't working. She said she only had a card. She said, can I trust you? I said, I'm honest, yes. I went and bought a few t- things and came back and gave her a credit card back. And everybody was surprised. I said, thanks for trusting me. I guess she had a good sense of judgment. She knew I was trustworthy. And while he was there, he was like, and if you don't mind, I'll take some pussy too. I'm, <laughs> you can trust me. I don't have age or nothing. I, I bought condoms with this $25. Trust me, bitch. Yeah, trust, trust me, baby. Uh, Valentine said he bought deodorant, body wash, a pack of Nat Sherman cigarettes. I never heard of that brand, but I bet they're menthol. <laughs> and vitamin water. <laughs> it all cost about $25. Um, Mary Harris said she wasn't worried and maybe she wasn't because she could dispute the charges if he decided to go on a little shopping spree. However, Jay Valentine didn't take advantage of the situation. I only got what he needed. Could you really dispute the charges though? Because if I'm the credit card company and what happened? Uh, homeless man got my credit card when I'm shopping spree. Oh, damn, what? Did you put out a police report? What did, when did he steal it? No, I gave it to him. What? <laughs> what? Why? Did he rob you? Oh, I, oh, he robbed you. Okay, I get it. No, I just gave it to him. I told him to take 25. He spent 100. So I like to dispute 75. <laughs> Bitch, get off my phone. Do not call us back. Oh, man. You see Charles Barkley was hating on your boy LeBron? Yeah, I seen Yeah, so basically he just said LeBron made some punk moves by going on, uh, by playing with Dwayne Wade. And he said he made a punk move by going to, uh, Going on TV to announce his decision. What you think about that, man? LeBron, LeBron, LeBron. What are you doing? I wouldn't. I wouldn't go on TV and make a big decision of it. You know, yeah. I'd be classy, like Scotty said, just have it in the ESPN Twitter little thing on the bottom. Just have James signs to the Heat. I wouldn't have done all that. But I do think 
he kind of copped out and went to somebody else's team to get his championship. Yeah. And I think it would have added a lot more to his legacy if he would have stayed in Cleveland and just got done it himself. But I don't think he could have done it. Yeah, like niggas ain't trying to go to Cleveland. Right. Like that's the right. main problem with right. Cleveland. Like it's cold. Right. It's all these people keep trying to um like why use that against them. Why couldn't you bring them to Cleveland? Nigga, ain't nobody trying yeah. to go there. Where's the last dude that was good, a free agent in right. any sport? I'm not even talking basketball now. Any sport. Right. Just being like, I'm taking myself to Cleveland. I'm a good free agent. I looked at LA. I looked at Miami. I looked at these great places. I would rather go to Cleveland and play there. Right. Nobody. It's never happened, dude. It is never. Somebody like me and Derek, he's from Ohio. He was trying to come up with some. And everybody he named was either forced to go there through a trade or. Uh, they sucked. That was it. We there was nobody that was just like, "Yo, Cleveland, that's what's up. Let's right. get it popping." So I don't know, like, like at least Barkley played in Philly and Phoenix. Like he played places people would go. Jordan played in Chicago. You know the Lakers all played in L.A. Like even you know Shaq when he went to Miami, he played in Miami. Like what the fuck, man? <laughs> and how come nobody says it's about Shaq? Right. You remember when Shaq was in Orlando, couldn't win the shit? Oh no, we forgot. Yeah. We forgot the most dominant dude of all time had to go to L.A., mm-hmm. Miami. You know what I'm saying? That's where he won his ring. Boston. Yeah. So this, I don't get it, man. Fuck it. But Barkley, man, I can't believe this nigga. Man jumps out window to avoid paying child support. Oh shit! Ah! A man in Chicago is recovering after jumping out of a third-story window while eluding police, according to published reports. Ronald Booby McIntyre is currently hospitalized after suffering two broken legs. And other injuries after jumping from a third-story window to escape an arrest warrant for child support. Uh, authorities state that deputies with the Cook County Sheriff's uh, Child Support Enforcement Unit. Damn, they gotta have a unit. That's crazy. Yo. Hey, they really arresting niggas. They get it in in Chicago. Yeah, they do. They got too many deadbeats. Child support SWAT, nigga. Y'all ain't catching me. Get on the ground. <laughs> What's the check? What's the check, motherfucker? Uh, to take McIntyre to custody on Tuesday uh, when he arrived at the third floor apartment where he heard he was staying. After approaching the apartment and announcing their office, uh, their office, they were greeted by a woman who said she didn't know the whereabouts of McIntyre. The deputies entered to search the apartment and a juvenile pointed to the window. You snitch ass nigga. What kind of shit is that? He just, he just jumped out the window. Uh-huh. Like, but that is my lazy ass daddy right there. He just jumped out the window. Deputies entered to search the apartment. Juvenile jumped pointed to the window. A deputy walked to that window, looked down, saw McIntyre laying on the ground below. He must have watched when Omar jumped out that window in the wire. He was like, oh, nigga, it's easy. He just jumped out. Mm-hmm. Although severely injured, police stated that McIntyre still tried to elude the police by trying to crawl away while he was being blocked by a locked iron gate. Damn, he did not want to pay them bills, dog. Who oh, good God. Who was his baby mama, Khalees? Like, how I much mean, money? Damn, did he? Oh, come on. I will not give up that $250 a month. That's I'll die. my check. I'll die first. <laughs> Deputies ordered him to give, give them his bread so he could be cuffed. I will not go back home, my mama, bitch. No. <laughs> yeah, he probably was. He probably was like, this is the last... This is the last thing keeping me from moving back home. <laughs> yes, sir. The only thing they're going to have you jump out of third store window and break both of your legs, nigga. Come on. So they asked him to give him his risk, and he replied by cursing at them. <laughs> this is a G, dog. He's, he's crawling. 
his fucking his fucking legs are broke. <laughs> and the police is like, hey dog, give us give let us cut you. And he was like, fuck you, bitch, go to hell. <laughs> I'll let you kids die before you see a dime. Well, I'm gonna swallow toilet paper if you put me in there. Reports indicate that in his fall, McIntyre landed close enough to the gate and struggled to move, so deputies were able to reach through the gate, grab his wrist, cuff him to the fence until building security arrived to unlock it. Ah! An ambulance was called, and <laughs> that is when deputies learned McIntyre suffered multiple compound fractures to both legs, among other injuries. Ooh. It's basketball people that haven't been hurt this bad. McIntyre is currently free on bond, damn, <laughs> until his next court date, which is set October 19th. The amount he currently owns in back child support is $5,979.66. That is not that much money. Wow. That is not that much money. I was thinking this shit should be like $100,000. And on top of that, if you are sincere and you go to your local county courthouse and you be like, look, put me on payment plans. They will work with you. It you can get you can get six thousand dollars from a city financial loan, but you don't even need like a real loan loan to get this kind of like you could put something on it. Damn, bro, is it that important? Your kids don't eat. Damn, my I guarantee his hospital bills were more than six thousand dollars. Hell yeah, cause them them few hours I I was in the hospital was 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 very high. So yeah. Oh my god, dude. Oh, that is horrible, dude. I can't believe he went through all that shit. Um, yeah, he was determined not to go back home. So did you... We were talking about white people saying nigga, right? Uh-huh. Dr. Laura Schlesinger, which sounds... Um, oh, she looks terrible. Apologizes for... Yeah, it sounds like a racist. Right. Schlesinger. For saying nigga 11 times on her show. I'm not that offended by it. I really am not. Like, I've, I, mean, I haven't heard this clip in our fairness, so, you know, I reserve right to change my mind, but... As much as I watch the boondocks, like, how am I going to draw the line at nigga 11 times? No! <laughs> Only Chappelle and Aaron Magruder could write that. Anyway, during her radio talk show, she said nigga more than 11 times in an attempt to make a point about the use of the controversial words. So they have some videos, so I'm going to play it and see if um, there's some kind of advertisement first. So for 30 seconds, I'm not going to listen to this ad. We're going to talk about it. In a controversial conversation Tuesday with a black female caller who was complaining about her white husband's racist friends and their use of the word. She said, um, black guys use it all the time. Turn on HBO. Listen to a black comic. Comic. All you hear is nigga, nigga, nigga. I don't get it. Anybody without enough melanin says it. It's a horrible thing. But what? Are you fucking serious? Uh, all right, I got to play this clip. Oh, let me turn this all the way up. And my headphones up. Okay, we've got the uh, Laura Schlesinger sound ready to go now. Welcome back. This is Rick Schlesinger. I'm Rick Sanchez. Tonight, uh, as we were getting ready to do this program, my producers uh, came across this audio tape, and uh, we saw it as a bit of a bombshell once we all started listening to it. Uh, we asked ourselves a question. I mean, is it newsworthy? Well, most certainly it is, because who she is. It's, uh, it seems to be a tirade of pseudo-bigotry slash political insensitivity aimed at an African-American caller who was asking for advice when she reached out to Dr. Laura Schlesinger. Now, I know a little bit about Dr. Laura, right? When I was an intern, I used to have, I had this one job that was fucking terrible. I had to count and fold these labels all day. Mm -hmm. 
And I would listen to conservative radio because it was the only talk radio on that I could receive on my headset before I buy the MP3s and shit. So, Dr. Laura has a show where she gives advice to these fucking dumbass people. Oh my god. Like, people literally will call up and be like, so, I had an affair with Dr. Laura on my wife, and it was a one-time thing, and I'm, the guilt is killing me. I'm thinking about telling her, and she's like, no, nigga, don't do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> but it was, it was one of the things, like, who the fuck calls a national radio show to, to really know what they should do? Like, these, it's, the, it's different between, like, hey, what's your take on this? And tell me what to do. Like, there's a big-ass difference. Yes, it is. You know, there's a lot of people who I'd be interested in hearing what they think about something. Yeah. But I would never call a motherfucker on the radio and be like, Hey, man, I'm thinking about quitting my job. What should I do? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a grown-ass man. Anyway, I'm sorry. Woman is married. Uh, woman is black, but she's married to a white man. And she's acting, asking Dr. Loris Lessinger, Help me deal with this. When my husband's friends come over to the house... Sometimes they say things that almost sound to me like they're saying it just because I'm black. Like they say about what blacks do or blacks don't do. And she's looking for Dr. Loris Lessinger to give her a way of uh, a coping mechanism, a way of dealing. White people do that shit all the time, though. Like, that, I don't, that's probably not just because she's black. I mean, white people talk about all kinds of shit when they're together. So the niggas. Right. I've been to my cookouts with my family before. I know how it goes down. Right. I don't expect white people cookouts to be different and shit. <laughs> Oh, you hear about this nigger Kanye West? Yes, that is a nigger. <laughs> this, if you would. And this is how Dr. Laura Schlesinger responds. How about the N-word? So the N-word's been thrown black, around. Black guys use it all the time. Turn on HBO, listen to a black comic, and all you hear is the I don't get it. If anybody, if anybody without enough melanin says it, it's a horrible thing. But when black people say it, it's affectionate. It's very confusing. Don't hang up. I want to talk to you some more. Don't go. Is it really that confusing? Is it? Is it really that confusing? I really want to know because I've heard white people say that before. I don't like. It's like this. I know women that use the word bitch and they call each other bitch, right? And sometimes I'll talk about you know the bad girl club on the ox. I will say these bitches are crazy or something like that. Like I, you know, I know that context, right? But I would never like walk up to my mom and be like, hey bitch, what's going on? <laughs> what you cook for dinner, bitch? Like, I, who does? I get the fucking, I get the difference. Like, it's like, really, is nigga that confusing? It cannot be that fucking confusing, is it? If you don't know, just don't use the word. But like this, if you got the second guessing, you ain't got no business saying it. Yeah, this is what she get though for not, like, that's what I'm saying when she has pussy ass callers. This is a woman that should have just went to her husband and be like, can y'all really chill with the racist yeah. shit when I'm around? Yeah. Like, damn, dog, it's it's a respect thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just respect. Just don't, you don't have to call me a nigga to my, hey, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, man, these niggas are out of control. Honey, can you bring beers for Tom? And come on, dog, what is this? This must have been what, what it's like to be married to, um, you know, Jefferson, the founder of the country. But, um, because <laughs> he was fucking his slaves, so it was. Like, it must have been was Niggas are terrible. I'll tell you that much. Anyway, Sally, can you get everybody some drinks? <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know, dude. She, she has some pussy-ass fans. It's just funny that this person can't tell her husband, but she can pick up the phone, call a national radio show, let this white person call her nigga like 13 times, or say nigga in front of her 13 times, and be okay with that, but not her husband. Wait, I'm Dr. Laura Slunson. I'll be right back. 
Well, we promised we'd let you hear more than that. Uh, do we, Angie, I hope we got more, right? That's all we've got right now? Okay. Okay, well. Well, I'll just uh, say it. Nigga, 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 uh, nigga, nigga, nigga. That's how many times she said it. Just imagine that, but in context. Um, but uh, anyway, they have the transcript. I'll just read some of that. Is it okay to say that word? Is it ever okay to say that word? That's what the caller says. Uh, it depends how it's said. Black guys talking to each other seem to think it's okay. But you're not black. They're not black. My husband is white. Oh, I see. So a word restricted to race. Got it. Can't do much about that. I can't believe someone like you is on the radio spewing out the nigger word. And I hope everyone heard it. So now the caller got some balls, but they talking to Dr. Lowe. Why didn't you say this to your husband? Why didn't you say this? What the fuck is wrong with this bitch? Oh my god! <clears throat> I didn't. I, I didn't spew out the nigga word. You said nigga, 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 and I heard. I hope everyone heard it. This is better than uh, that power when you stand up. Yes, they uh, said it, and I'll say it again. Nigga, nigga, nigga. If you hear it on HBO. So wait a minute. She's really like, I didn't say nigga. You just said nigga. Listen, I said it and I'll say it again, nigga, nigga, nigga. Tried her. <laughs> yeah, she tried her in her face. Why don't you let me finish the sentence, said Dr. Laura. Don't take things out of context. Don't NAACP me. Nigga. Oh, that's oh, a verb now. Don't NAACP me. Leave them in context, you black ignorant niggas. If you're that hypersensitive about color and don't have a sense of humor, don't marry outside of your race. Nigga. Damn. <laughs> Now you know if the what the double standard there is, I guarantee if a woman called Doctor Lord said, "Listen, I married this dude. He calls me bitch, hoe, slut all the time." She would not be like, "If you don't have a sense of humor, why don't you just let him call you that? Stop marrying motherfuckers that that might not share your sense of humor." Uh, she apologized the next day, opening her show with an apology. Oh, so the suits got to her. Yesterday I did the wrong thing. I didn't intend to hurt people, but I did. And that makes it the wrong thing to have done. I was attempting to make a philosophical philosophical point. Mm -mm. And articulated the N-word all the way out. More than one time. And I, that was wrong. I'll say it again, that was wrong. So if she says that was wrong, right? To articulate it all the way out. Isn't she pretty much going against her original argument? Because she's saying you can't say it. But at the same time, her original argument was, Why you so sensitive, bitch? Stop being a... You acting like a nigga right now. I pulled myself off the air at the end of the hour. I had to finish the hour because 20 minutes of dead air doesn't work. I'm very sorry. It just won't happen again. Oh, man. That's why I don't fuck with that kind of radio anymore. Alright. We got two more articles and we're done. DMX pulled out... Pulled over for speeding moments after jail release. He free? DMX just can't seem to stay away from the police. According to police reports... The Rough Rider was pulled over minutes after being released from jail on Friday, August 13th. I said he just got released up there. Yeah, they just let him go, man. After being stopped while driving a rented red Mercedes down Sunset Boulevard in July, on Los Angeles. I keep picturing that scene from Belly where he runs the red light and shit. He's like, please can't touch me. <laughs> According to Polish reports, X was pulled over for speeding when police discovered that X did not have a valid driver's license. Although X will have to appear in court in the near future, he was not arrested but instead received a citation. Why did they not why why did they not arrest him? Why did they not arrest him? Nigga, we should arrest your court dates. We know you are your your schedule already packed. We're not, we're not gonna bother you with this. 
They gonna start combining his court dates like, hey man, why you here? Uh, I know this is for the this is for the robbery, but you wanna do the speeding ticket while we got time? I know. They're gonna they're gonna have to pop out the blackberries. Wait a minute, you got one at two. You got another one at four. And then you need to be in Los Angeles next week at six. I think he got his own courtroom at this point. I think so too. Uh, anyway, man, um, uh, some people just can't catch a break, according to this. Um, and the last study is Antoine Dyson. You know who Antoine Dyson is, Max? No, I don't know. Yo, dog, this dude is oh, the I internet. See, I see his face now, I know. Yeah, he changed his name. They're raping everybody. They're raping everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're raping everybody over here. Um, yeah, he got his, he got his hair did, man. Like, he's coming up in the world. Huntsville, Alabama. 25 million times around the world. That's a conservative estimate. Somebody has clicked a button on the computer, tapped on the smartphone screen to find Antoine Dyson. Dude, did you know I almost went over my data limit watching that climbing in your windows? This back to your people. Like, AT&T sent me an email like, hey, dog, uh, you about to go over your data limit. And I had to call to get my shit switched to unlimited because I can't give up Antoine Dyson. I fucks with this nigga, man. Like a max is out. Yeah, I don't even say no homo, man. Y'all understand it. I, I fucks with this nigga, not you know, not sexually. There he is, spasmodically gesturing, <laughs> raining a warning to his neighbors: hide your kids, hide your wife, and hide your husband, because they raping everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> if you've seen it, you're entertained, mortified, uncomfortable, or mesmerized, maybe all at once. And if you're one of those who has it, Google will guide you to Antoine's personal website and personal YouTube page. He's blowing up, y'all. Yes, <laughs> I, I do want to hear his opinion on everything. Yeah, I, I, I would love to contact yeah. him and have him as a guest what on the show. What you think about the Lord calling people oh. nigger? <laughs> uh, Antoine Dyson's phenomenon probably says a lot less about self-proclaimed goofy appeal. They put goofy in quotes because they really mean gay. Uh, <laughs> more about us. Yeah, I don't appreciate these motherfuckers trying to walk around the fact that he gay. Uh... More about us and the dumbing down of our entertainment standards. When the 24-year-old Dyson was asked about being suddenly famous, he laughed and shyly buried his face in the crook of his elbow. It didn't change me as a person. There is, in fact, the phenomenon and the person. The latter is just Kevin Antoine Dyson going to Virginia College, working on his associate's degree in business and management, he said. Dyson grew up in Chicago, moved to Huntsville six years ago, bounced from job to job to job, and after a while, whatever, just go to school where you have to have, where you don't have to do this for another 10 years. Then an intruder allegedly broke into his sister's bedroom in Lincoln Park on July 30th, when then the internet swept up his life like Dorothy in a tornado. There's no denying that there's a bit of showman in him, but the interview shot for a report on WAFF-TV displayed raw emotion. Well, obviously, we have a rapist in Lincoln Park. He's climbing in your windows, snatching your people up. I, can't, I cannot get that song out right there. Uh, wearing a red bandana and a black tank top. He's climbing in your windows, he's snatching your people up, trying to rape them. So y'all need to hide your kid, hide, hide your wife, hide your husband, because they're raping everybody out. Hide your kids, hide your wife. Looking back, Dawson said he's still very angry. I didn't care what I said or what I did. Laughing Dawson, laughing the band and the video. He has turned the interview into a hip-hop song, laughing various parodies. But he hadn't, he didn't turn it into a hip-hop song. Uh, a site called Autotune and News actually did that on YouTube. But remember the serious foundation. Dyson doesn't want you to forget this is a real situation. I want this guy to get caught. If it takes me to be dumb, to be ignorant, act crazy, that's what I'm going to do. 
Maybe he said this will put more heat on the police to catch the alleged attacker. Yeah, like they ain't watching this video <laughs> laughing too. Anyway, <laughs> niggers. Uh, <laughs> the uh, internet is providing the cliche 15 minutes of fame to even broader spectrum of people, and Dawson's 15 minutes are nearly at the expiration date. Uh, it's up to his manager of the team, uh, Richard Figueroa and Beth Bowie. This nigga got management now? This nigga has a manager. Wow. He really, he lives in the projects and has a manager. I'm guaranteed, they must be working for free. They must be. Uh, when Figaro saw the YouTube video, he gonna be on Tosh.0 soon. I guarantee it. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes. He began trolling Webster Avenue that night in hopes of finding Dodson. This nigga went to the projects to find Antoine Dodson so he could represent him. Wow. Maybe he was already in the projects. Maybe he had been there the night before. Snatching people's up. Mm. Mm -hmm. windows. My body was moving quicker than my mind to go find him. He's already successful. He's going to need our management skills next week, two weeks, then all this dies. When all this dies down, it's properly nurturing him to find his niche, his niche, and with all this popularity. I don't know where it will lead, but I hope there's a long journey ahead, Dawson said. I would like to do a lot of writing. This nigga gonna have his own show. I would like to be the face of somebody or something, like clothes or shoes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I just want to be everywhere. Everywhere you turn your head is Antoine Dawson. Wow, this nigga really blew the fuck up, dawg. Are you serious? Wow. He's changed I, his life. He's talking about getting him on the show. Damn, we might have to fight his agents. I don't think they would let him do our show. I don't think he's so either. Yeah. When it's suggested that's already the case, he's already everywhere. Uh, Dawson talked of a bigger world and more minutes of fame. You know, like in New York, where they have all them billboards. See Antoine everywhere in a different pose. I would like that. So, wow. Anyway, man. Thanks for doing the show, uh, Matt. No problem, no problem, man. Anytime. I know it was a uh, late notice, man. And, you know, uh, also congratulations to Vic for being getting into law school and going on to fuck up somebody's uh, speeding ticket or some shit like that. Cause he can probably have niggas doing prison for speeding tickets. Maybe he should be DMX's lawyer. I know. It's a lot of work. At least he keep his schedule together. Yeah, you only <laughs> have that one client. Um. But, uh, you know, don't forget to follow us on Twitter. I'm at Rodimus Prime. I'm Say That Again. That is in D-A-T. And uh, Madison ain't on Twitter. Um, but, uh, you know, join the Facebook group, The Black Guy Who Tips, on Facebook. Uh, go to uh, Podomatic.com and iTunes. Search for The Black Guy Who Tips. And, you know, leave us a comment, man. And uh, you can go to the blog, TheBlackGuyWhoTips.blogspot.com. And you can leave us a donation there uh, or on our Podomatic page. Every donation helps and uh, keeps us... Basically being able to provide this to you. And um, don't forget, also, you can call the show um, at 704-557-0186. Yeah, I got it right without even looking. I still ain't memorized it yet. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> hey, you can email the show, theblackoutips at gmail.com. So, uh, just tell me, man, what was it like when James Worthy ducked on your dad, man? Was it cool? I could feel it, and I wasn't even born yet. That's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you. Hey, d can you beat your dad yet, or does did he never play uh, you, or like how did that work? I mean, we. He beat me for about good fourteen years, fifteen years. I probably started beating about fifteen. And then he started trying to back me down every time, so he started winning again. But we go back and forth, back and forth. But I could beat him every time now. Yeah, that took me to I was like in college, and y'all beat my dad for yeah. the first time. I was like, thank God, <laughs> I get that monkey off your back, yeah. man. Yeah. And his daddy like real strong. I was with his daddy. 
His dad was like, yeah, I ride my bike five miles every morning. I said, hot damn, old man. That's more than I'm walking today. All right, man. So we out of here. Uh, Till next week. I love you. I love you too, baby. Well, obviously we have a rapist in Lincoln Park. He's climbing in your windows, he's snatching your people up, trying to rape them. So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife, hide your kids, hide your wife, hide your kids, hide your wife, and hide your uncle, cause they're raping everybody out here. You don't have to come and confess, we're looking for you, we gon' find you, we gon' find you. So you can run and tell that, run and tell that, run and tell that, oh boy, come, 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 boy. We got your t-shirts in the left hand of question, oh, you are so dumb. You are really gone, Korea. The man got away, leaving behind evidence. I was attacked by some idiot in the project. So dumb, so dumb, so dumb, so dumb. He's climbing in your windows, he's snatching your people up, trying to rape them. So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife, hide your kids, hide your wife, hide your kids, hide your wife, and hide your husband, because they're raping everybody out here. You don't have to come and confess. We're looking for you. We gon' find you. We gon' find you. So you can run and tell that. Run and tell that. Run and tell that. Homeboy, homeboy, homeboy. He's climbing your windows. He's snatching your people up. Crying, so you need hide your kids, hide your wife. Husband, cause they raping everybody out there. Subscribe, and most importantly, have a great day. Lyrics and chords in the description so that you may play your own cover. Watch the original video here if you haven't already seen it enough. <laughs> <laughs>